I'm Andre Bell for Esoterica, a short feature about extraordinary ideas. My quest for the spiritual path never ceases to amaze me. I remember the day my friend Anne and I found a Sufi in the Y hot tub. Anne and I didn't have to go to the North African desert or Iran or Turkey. We found that Sufi, or maybe I should say he found us, right in that hot tub. You might be familiar with the famous Sufi Rumi, the Persian poet of the 13th century. If you haven't read any of his books, then you've probably seen his quotes on anything from bumper stickers to keychains, and my personal favorite, refrigerator magnets. Did you know that Rumi, after hundreds of years, is still the top-selling poet in the world? And I know another thing about Rumi. He started the Sufi sect we know as the Whirling Dervishes. The whirling is actually a form of meditation, which in many forms, not just whirling, is the foundation of Sufism, making it the mystical branch of Islam. Long ago, I stopped looking at religions by their names like Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, kind of a horizontal list, and took a more vertical view with all the fundamentalists on one side and the mystics on the other. All major religions have their mystics. Christianity has Quakers, Muslims have Sufis, and Buddhists have Zen. The fundamentalists write the rules and expect everyone to follow them. And the mystics, well, they throw out the rules and look for truth from their own experiences. Needless to say, fundamentalists also often have little tolerance for those iconoclastic mystics, often persecuting and eventually banishing them, and hence the explanation for the Sufi in the main hot tub. Sufis have been persecuted for centuries. The great 14th century Sufi poet Hafez had a day job as a baker because he had to study in secret at night. Otherwise, if he had been discovered, he would have been executed by the fundamentalist Muslims. So his poems talk about his beloved, the scent of her perfume, and how he goes to the tavern to become drunk on his longing for her. Of course, he's really talking about a longing for God. The wine is the intoxicating sweetness of God's love, and the tavern is meditation, the place where one goes to drink that perfect wine. Sufi poetry is filled with these metaphors, but for Hafez, they also offered him protection from the authorities, who me, I'm not writing about God, I'm just a womanizer who likes to get drunk at the local tavern. What's wrong with that? So how did our Sufi end up in the hot tub? Because the Muslim fundamentalists have kicked all the Sufis out of Muslim countries. Believe me, there aren't any more Sufis left in Iran. Like many other mystic traditions, banishment has been like throwing seeds to the wind. Sufis, like Quakers, Vipassana meditators, and Zen practitioners, now have a huge international presence. What do they say? That which you resist persists. And a few words about the hot tub, a seemingly unlikely place for a spiritual adventure, is actually, well, perfect. Think about it. In the hot tub, you are as close to your true physical and mental self as possible. You and everyone else are a hair's breadth away from being naked. No clothes, just bathing suits, no makeup, no hairstyling, 
and no distractions. No cell phones, books, computers, or magazines. You can't take the dog out for a walk or even write anything down. And that's why it was amazing that I remembered Jim's phone number after he invited Anne and me to the weekly Sufi meditation at his house. I'd like to tell you the rest of the story, but we're out of time, so I'll leave you with this. The path is never as simple as you think. That's what makes it so amazing. Please join me next week for part two of The Sufi in the Hot Tub. Until then, I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica. Thanks for listening.